Hey guys, Lawrence here. Um, this is a bit of a weird episode, unfortunately. Uh, essentially, we had to stop the stream partway through due to technical issues, so that turned it into just an audio stream. And then the same technical issues took down the Skype call as well. So there's a few parts of this that seem a bit sort of glued together. And if the stream seems quite abrupt at the end, that is the reason why. Um, I hope you still enjoy it. It's still a pretty good episode. And I will see you on the other side of the intro. See you there. Why Can't I Do Music Good is filmed in front of a live Twitch audience. If you would like to be part of that audience, please follow us at twitch.tv forward slash oddhobs. That is twitch.tv forward slash O-D-D-H-O-B-B-S. And then you'll be notified as to when we go live. You can get involved in the discussion. Now, without further ado, on with the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Thursday, the 22nd of July, 2021. My name is Lawrence Hobbs. My name is Theo Dehaney. And this is Why Can't I Do Music Good, a show where we talk about music, making music, why we're rubbish at making music, and what we're trying to do about it. Hey there, Theo. How you Hi, doing? Lawrence. Lawrence, it's good to see you. I've been looking forward to this week. It's good to see you too. Say again, sorry? I've been looking forward to this week. I look forward to every week. I look forward to, to doing these podcasts. I, I look, Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Like I, um, <clears throat> From Monday to Wednesday, I'm excited about doing the podcast. <laughs> Thursday, I'm just doing the podcast. Friday and onwards, I'm terrified about listening to, back to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, my God. Guys, if you, by the way, if you can hear some some fans some fan like noises in the background stuff that sounds like fans um it's because we've got fans because we've got fans here we are we're doing it we're in the middle of a huge heat wave it's out. in the uk at the moment it's mental it's absolutely it's mental so um it is 30 degrees celsius right now in the uk like in in bristol right now Jeez. um fahrenheit uh 30 Locked. degrees in Fahrenheit. You know what? I actually kind of... I prefer... Uh, 86 degrees Fahrenheit, by the way. 86 degrees Fahrenheit. I prefer the uh, the American Fahrenheit usage for temperature. Why is that? I think... Because it, I think it makes more sense, especially when how, like, how hot a day is. Because, like, if you... In Fahrenheit, you go up by one degree... You've gone up a little bit in Celsius. If you go up by one degree, you've gone up by a lot more. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. So it feels like you you get more separation down into degrees. It's why I, I like to uh, do you like use centimeters and millimeters rather than inches because there's more of them to the same amount of space. Yeah, yeah. But America uses it means it's inches. more accurate for me. 
Yes, yes, that's why I'm saying I'm okay with using the English standard for uh, for, okay. for measuring uh, distance. Because the thing is, but like the American standard for uh, for measuring temperature. All right, but what 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 um what temperature does does water freeze at? Look, this is okay. So I understand that. I understand like the relative stuff, um, and how, and how in Celsius it freezes at zero. Um, I don't know what it's what it freezes at in Fahrenheit. No, no, you don't. Neither do I. What is it? Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> uh, freezing just... point water. Oh, we'll talk about that next week. Fahrenheit. What? Oh, you are you googling it right now? I'm googling it now. Thirty-two degrees. Thirty. Well, thirty-two exactly. degrees. That's what I said. Okay, so that doesn't make sense. I understand. Okay, so I, you know what? I just want there to be a smaller scale in between each degree. I would like to. I think we need points how about, of a degree. How about like we, decimal points? Le yeah, decimal points would be great, but nobody ever uses those except for when you're measuring nobody? temperatures of. Like food safe foodstuffs. Like outside of food stuff, I like. I d I've just like never... some, you know what? All I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, I'm fantastic because I'm absolutely great. I'm in such a good place at the moment because it's swelteringly hot. I have heat rashes all over my body. I cannot sleep. Um. So as as far as English uh, as far as English sensibility goes, I'm in such a good place. Absolutely. Such a good place. <laughs> <laughs> it's hot is what oh, we're saying. It's hot. It's hot as balls. It's hot as balls, yo. <laughs> My balls are hot as balls right now. Oh, how are you doing, dude? So we're, we're coming to the end of your isolation as well. Yeah, this is um, it's my last day. I'm back at work tomorrow. And I have a, a certain anniversary with a certain somebody. Cool. So. Uh, yeah, so you've got an anniversary coming up. Anniversary Excellent. tomorrow. Back at work tomorrow, week off as of Tuesday, so can't really complain. <laughs> I'll nice. get to uh, get to go outside for a few days before I spend a week inside voluntarily. Yeah, yeah, like it's gonna be too hot. Oh wait, or else it's I... gonna be thunderstormy. Yeah, it's. Well, I just want this. I just need this heat to stop now. Yeah, I just need it to it's stop. It's not only, fun it's anymore. Only, it's not been. No, like the first day you were like, "Oh, this is a bit weird. It's fucking crazy, crazy hot." But now it's ridiculous cuz like I don't don't let the internet fool you. There is no way that sweaty is sexy. Um <laughs> like maybe 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 it would be if I didn't have a dad bod. Maybe if I had a six pack and I was like I was rubbing a poultice made of <laughs> hemp and dandelions into that to, to cure my fucking rashy skin. Um, maybe that so could sexy. be sexy. But there's no way for me with my dad bod to make any of that sexy at all. Um, maybe, I guess, maybe um, if, maybe you could write a sexy song about being hot. About what? You what? could, uh, just about like, being warm. Yeah, or like, um, you know, in a in a silk sonic style, um, like a like a Levi Dora, where it's just like sexy, 
yeah, like where it's where it's all sexy and like you could leave the door open because it's so hot. Because it's so hot. <laughs> Watch me rub this yeah. rash cream into my into my <laughs> beer beer keg. But it's not a six pack. Got... <laughs> I've got I've got, got a mini a rash, keg. Got a worry. rash. Doesn't work, doesn't last. <laughs> um, I was thinking about um, about how embarrassing it would be for Bruno Mars if, like, he just didn't learn his lines for that. <laughs> well, that's for that what song. he was doing. Like, he <laughs> <laughs> was just ad libbing. <laughs> like, dude, you, you didn't learn your lines. <laughs> <laughs> they just they just work together for the first time. Like, it's like I the beginning of a body cop emails. movie. <laughs> it's like the beginning of a buddy cop movie. Where it's like <laughs> Lieutenant's like Hey and Anderson, get in here. Get in here right now. I'm Anderson. Hey, what's up, boss? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be Anderson. Look, you you've got you've gone through six partners in as many weeks. This has gotta stop. This is the last chance I'm giving you. But boss, they've all been knocks. <laughs> I, I don't care how I don't care how sharp they've been. <laughs> You've got to, <laughs> sorry. Roll, roll with it. This is your last chance. I've got a one final partner for you, Mr. Bruno Mars. Come in here. Oh hey, ah oh, Bruno Mars. <laughs> This mother, Martin oh. lubed her thing. Uh, Martin lubed her thing. Uh, <laughs> thanks for following. I, yeah, oh, no, no, no. Such, that Sh is such I, a funny. I should have started funny, with uh, thanks for name. following <laughs> instead of um, just yeah. Because not uh, everyone's you, in the chat. Thank you very much for following. Yeah, yeah. So just <laughs> we've had Martin lubed her thing. That's very good. Add us on on chat, um, dude. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> do or do at. That's uh, such a great name. Great. <laughs> <laughs> he wakes up and he's like, I had a dream. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. That's so fantastic. Oh, welcome to the chat. ML. Yeah, welcome. ML. I would say MLK, MLH. Um, oh, sorry. That's throw me for a six. That's throw me for six. That's fantastic. Oh, congratulations on the name. Man. <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> like you well, typed it in, you were like, I really hope nobody's taken it already. <laughs> exactly. That's genius. That's genius. Oh. But then but there's going to be, be a, somebody's. I, Lawrence, right now you should make Martin Lubter thing, Junior. <laughs> that, no, I will be on a list somewhere. If I did that, I would end up on a list. Maybe. Absolutely would end up yeah, on a list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True that. Um. <laughs> I'm just hey, Bruno Mars. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm Bruno Mars. I'm here. I'm here to sing a song with you. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> you learned come your on, lines, Anderson. Come on, Anderson Park. We can do it together. <laughs> How many A's is in your name? What? <laughs> no, the other one. More Park. than you got. <laughs> oh god oh. Uh, yeah yeah we could do this we could do this oh, uh, I've man spin, spin it alright just <laughs> follow my lead 
Okay. <laughs> I'll sing it. I'll, I'll sing a lot better than I talk. I swear. Let's hope so. I swear. All right. <laughs> what you doing? What you doing? Where you at? Oh, you Where got you plans? At? Don't you say that. Plans? Shut up! Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Man. <laughs> Man. Oh, my broken... Apologies to anybody's ears there. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Bruno sorry. Mars! What the hell was yeah. that? I was trying. <laughs> I was doing what you were saying. I, I was following your lead. I, I. Well, let's let's just start somewhere else. Let's try again. Okay. 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 Right. That's fine. If you smoke, if you smoke, I got the haze. Purple haze. And if you hunger, girl, I got fillets. My uh, my McDonald's. Fish sandwiches. Man. Steak, man. <laughs> oh, sorry. Different sort of filet. Did not realize. I'm partial steak, to, the, to the filet of fish. Where you go for your steak, man? McDonald's, clearly. You just ask him to deconstruct a Big Mac. Which, okay, let's just try a different verse. Let's try oh. a different verse. All right. Uh, uh... uh I don't like any of them. Right. Uh, what about the, what about this verse with the house? Let's what, do that one. Ah, all right. All right. Ah. My house clean. House clean. My pool warm. Cause I peed. Just oh. shit. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, we've run that into the ground. Let's stop. Yeah. Let's, let's stop this. <laughs> <laughs> I just sorry, peaked. we enjoyed that too much. My pool wall. Oh, I just pee. Oh God. <laughs> pee well, in a pool, what a welcome! Bitch. I'm Martin. Martin lubed her thing and Sprout ninety nine. <laughs> if you're still here after that, you guys are troopers. Uh, thank you very much for joining, guys. Oh dear. Let's move on. Um, let's move on. Uh, so shall we? Uh, let's move on. Shall we talk about songs we can't get enough of? Had enough. Talk about songs. <laughs> can't get enough. Yeah, let's talk about songs we can't get enough of. So this is songs we can't get enough of. <laughs> Lawrence and I uh, bringing songs to the show that we can't get enough of. Maybe we love the lyrics. Maybe we love the, uh, the composing. Uh, and they go into a playlist, which is called Why Can't I Do Music Good? Songs We Can't Get Enough Of. You can find that playlist on Spotify now uh, with, the, with the songs that we're talking about this week. Um, and yeah, so listen to the songs. We both got a submission this week. Uh, Lawrence, would you like to yeah, go ahead? The, well, well, let's let's talk about the reason why we both got a submission. Yes, uh, and the reason why is because at the end of the year, at the end of the year, at the end of the season, we like we have this battle royale where we take all the songs in the playlist and we put them in this knockout tournament and we see which one is our favorite song for the entire year. So we got some some awesome, awesome tracks in there from like Jeff Buckley to mm. Idiot Pilots, 21 Pilots to, um, oh, I can't remember, uh, <laughs> Aretha Franklin. There's lots. Um, got some real classics in there. There's loads of them. It's it's an excellent playlist. Um, so yeah, and all of those guys are gonna are gonna smash in together and we'll see which Fight one's it out. Um, I'm really yeah, looking forward to it. Is it and, and the reason we've got two 
this week is because in order to make sure we have enough to to fill out the tournament, we're submitting one each for the next eight weeks. Um, it's eight weeks, man. It's yeah. eight weeks until the tournament. I'm so excited. Sprouts vote is for Flight of oh, the Concord. Sprouts vote. Yeah, is that your favorite? Is that the one you're hoping to win? Let's see. We'll see how far it goes. Like, I'm pretty sure it could go quite far. Um, I think it'd at least get to the quarterfinals, Flight of the Concords. Hey, girls, spice things up. Try touching his nips. Oh. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's talk about the songs we have today. Yeah. Do you, um, want, do you want to go first? So I I don't know if mine actually counts as a song. That's the thing. It's a it's a music. It's a music certainly. by someone who I can have... do music very good. Y yes, yes. Um, so I have chosen. Um, I have chosen to talk about a song called "The Battle in the Snow" by John Williams. It's a. It's not really a song. It's a piece. It's an orchestral piece mm. from Empire Strikes Back, one of the best Star Wars movies. And I think that 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 this piece of music is the best piece of music of all the the original the original score. Um, I really like it. And just... it's it, it's so different. It's so different to the rest of the music because mm. all the all the other pieces, like the main theme, <clears throat> uh, do, 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 um, is all very like long held notes with solo instruments mm. that are being uh, that are being focused on here and there, and everyone has their turn. But this track, "Battle in the Snow," is just everyone just going as fast as they can, and it must be such a Fun song, fun <laughs> piece to record. Like, can you imagine, like, having seven or eight tracks of the very slow, and then like, okay, guys, going hell for leather, and I am ninety percent sure I can hear the inspiration for what I consider to be the best um, piece of music in all of Star Wars. Which is the Battle of the Fates, Duel of the Fates, sorry, um, from Star Wars Episode One. So John Williams in uh, and and the Star Wars score was really important because previous to Star Wars, there'd been the, like this lull, this lull in orchestral music in film where it was regarded as being cheesy to have proper orchest orchestral music in film again, mm. um, but like John Williams brought it back and then that was everyone wanted to do what John Williams was doing um until the next resurgence which was Hans Zimmer uh in the Gladiator soundtrack mm. and then everyone wanted to do what Hans Zimmer was doing and they kind of still do at this point um <laughs> Sprouts in the chat says what kind why can't I do music good return of the king <laughs> uh, just attempts a joke you're both great dude Dude, that if there's one of us that deserves kingly status, if there is one of us that deserves kingly status, it is Theo because he actually knows what he's doing for the moment. <laughs> well, I just, I just sort of roll, roll through life. I mean that in, li in the literal <laughs> sort of, I curl up into a ball so nothing can, nothing can attack me, and then I just roll through life and hope that I roll in the right direction. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> if, I, if I were the King um, Lawrence, you'd I'd I'd keep you as my court jester. Ah, oh, thank you. 
See? See? Look at that. Look make, at that. Make you dance. For, I'm hanging for on pennies. his coattails, rolling through life. I'm just, <laughs> I, I just, I'm like a little, I'm like a, I don't know what to compare myself to. Like... Anyway, um, so yeah, um, and this, uh, and this, this track in particular, it just showcases, um, just the ability of the of the musicians, but also I'm pretty sure there is, uh, like I said, there's a very small section. Which is the inspiration for Duel of the Fates, where I'm I'm so certain it just goes, oh, which is that choir bit mm. in Duel of the Fates. So I I think that there's that inspiration there. Maybe, but yeah. I've listened to this track maybe four or five times, and it just blows my mind every single time. Mm. Um, whether it goes very far in the in the, the tournament or not, I don't know. It's quite an important track, so maybe, but. Yeah, but it's, it's also, it's also quite distinct. Yeah, it's not like anything that's yeah anything else that's in the playlist. Yeah, I mean, maybe it would be very difficult if it went up against <clears throat> like Be Prepared. Um, oh, maybe, maybe because they're very similar. But well, I'm interested. It's, it's, it's going to either hold its own or not. Do you know what John Williams' seed is currently? Yes, um, I do. So the, if he goes uh, up, if he's John if Williams, he's number one and he has to go up against Travis Orbin, that's going to be weird. No, he's um he's one two three four five six seven eight nine. He's ninth ninth seed. Okay. Oh, I'm still here. Ah, oh, no! Don't tell me I've gone again. No, uh, the stream has gone. Oh. Uh, it OBS <clears throat> has disconnected. Uh, but that's okay. We're still we're still here. We're still talking. Oh the heck, dear! Um, it's uh, it's trying to reconnect as it is. Okay. So it might. I think it might just be the internet in general. There might be an issue with the UK's internet right now. Maybe. Um, but yeah, John Williams is ninth seed, so that means as things stand, he'd be going against one, two, three, four, five, six. Come on, train by Don Thomas. Oh, that would be difficult. That would be difficult. Yeah, I, I think. I think. I yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. So that's um, so that's my pick. Uh, for for why can't I do music good songs? Can't get enough of good this pick. week. I'm just gonna type something in the chat. Interesting to pick. say that we're the stream is disconnecting and and mm. is reconnecting. All right. Well, I'll uh, um, I'll go ahead and start talking about my track then. Unless yep. you want to wait. Nope. Cool. So my okay. track... we're connected again. Cool. Uh, welcome back. Uh, my track this week is Hounds of Love by Kate Bush. Which is... Uh, track, when did it come out? 1985, I believe. I, yeah. I have some information. I did not need to go on for that long. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So, um, nineteen. Oh, it was released in nineteen eighty six. The single was released in nineteen eighty six, but oh, the album. Was the album was nineteen eighty five. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> yeah. So you've uh, you had a chance to listen to it, Lawrence? I have, and I forgot that it was covered by another band. Uh, yeah, who was it? Uh, Future Heads. I think I heard that. Yeah, a while I ago. I thought that was the original. Yeah, I I heard that before this one. I didn't know that this was a, this was the original. Mm. 
I, I thought the the future heads covered it, and I don't like the future heads version. No. Um, I think it sounds way too sort of typical indie yeah. Brit pop from two thousand early two thousand, and there was like this 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 sort of the early two thousands Brit pop scene was very twangy guitars. Lots of high end stuff, not very much in the bass. It wasn't, it was interesting to listen to, but it just didn't fill, it just didn't fill a floor mm. like you had five or ten years previous, where you had like Oasis with, or even Song, Song 2, even Blur. Um, just Britpop went in this sort of really weird direction mm. in the early noughties, which it needed to go into. Um, in order to become what it is now, and I quite like where Brit indie pop is is now. But yeah, sorry, I uh, went off on one. That's cool. Well, so well, what do you think of the original then? The original, I think. Oh, I like it so much more. So now that now that I know it's a Kate Bush song, it makes sense. Like all that <laughs> oh, 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 uh, yeah. makes so much sense because that's Kate Bush's style, and and she sounds good doing that. Like she sounds good being weird. Um, yeah, and you know what? I get, and Kate uh, Bush has got some balls, man. Yeah. Well, yeah. Tell <clears> me why. <laughs> the thing is, so this this um, album, she produced yeah. herself from a studio that she built in a back garden, which today really? isn't that much of a big deal. But when you're a woman in the 1980s and you're doing stuff that is out there, man, and she, she's played yeah. all the instruments, she didn't need a band because of her synth, which was... Yeah. What synth did she use? Uh, the Fairlight CMI. <clears throat> That's what I found as well. Yes. Ooh. Um, so I'm looking at a wavetable here. That? That's cool. Ooh, cool. Um, there's loads of references in the song to like horror movies, and the music video mm. um has like bits sampled from from horror movies, and even has a has a, a, a Hitchcock lookalike yeah. in it. Well, it's actually, the, the music video uh, was inspired by the 39 Steps Hitchcock film. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Which I did think, I thought, I remember seeing like a, a comedic version of the 39 Steps years ago. Um, oh, really? Theatre. Yeah, it's very funny. Um, but I, I, while I was watching this music video, it did. I did sort of. It did sort of take me back to that because it was like a couple of people running through the forest, and you know, uh, going to a party. Uh, mm. Yeah, it's just like the the thing with Kate Bush is whether it's about like the fact that she made this album on her own, or her weird lyrics and singing style, or her weird dancing. Like the fact is, yeah. like she, she did whatever she wanted to, which is so cool. I, like I love that. I have a question about your your choice. Mm. Um. So this is the same <clears throat> album that Running Up That Hill was on. Yeah. So, what made you choose this song over 
something more recognisable and iconic, like running up that hill. Because oh, I th- I guess it's I guess it's kind of the rhythm of it, the fact that it it mm-hmm. sounds it still sounds like it could have been made, uh, you know, last decade. Um, yeah, it 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 stacks up, and I don't know why why didn't I choose running up that hill? <laughs> I guess we've Is all because it it's been done. Yeah, like, yeah. I was going to say we've all we all know running up that hill, and we've all I think we've all been through a point of going, oh, this song is amazing, you know, and listening to it a lot. Um. And and I think that's you know I think that's a given that running up that hill is a really wicked song, but Kate Bush has got other wicked is, songs. I prefer I prefer this song to running up that hill um, mainly because there's that bit in running up the hill where they shift the 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 beat. Um, <laughs> you don't like that? They shift the beat. I don't know, but it's weird because there's another song that I do really like, um, uh, just what I needed by the Cars that I mentioned before in the podcast. That does that and that makes the song for me. Hmm. But for for Kate Bush for running up that hill, it jars me. Oh. Really jars me. Um, but it's clever, definitely clever. I did that, and so I preferred this song to that one. Hmm. Well, there we go. Yeah, wicked, wicked song. Yeah. And yeah, about about being afraid to fall in love. Um, mm-hmm. The lyrics I got. I don't know why it was just like uh, the second verse. Um, just I really love. It's like I found a fox caught by dogs. He let me take him in my hands. His little heart it beats so fast, and I'm ashamed of running away. It's like, uh it's it's just cool. Just a really good lyric, a really good song. And then the the whole it's a great track. Take my shoes Absolutely off and throw them track. in the lake, and I'll be two um, steps on the water. Um. Well, on that. Note in the interest of time, hmm. shall we talk about our main subject? Yes, let's do that. So, yeah, why so, can't so, I do? Yeah. Oh, so, do you uh, want to intro we, this? Yeah. Sure, I'll intro this. Sure not. Yeah, sure, sure, sure not. Sure, sure. Why not? Um, <clears throat> sorry, I I feel like I'm stepping on your toes a little bit, um, and you're just gonna have to deal with it. It's my show. Fuck <laughs> off. Um. <laughs> Um, so the the reason why this uh, this podcast is called Why Can't I Do Music Good is because uh, Theo and I are amateur musicians, and every single week we try our best to make music. Sometimes it doesn't work, um, and that's whole that's all part of the process of being a musician and and a writer and a songwriter and a producer. So I think we enjoy sharing some of the struggles that we come across being musicians and talking about how we've overcome them or even how we've not overcome them and we're looking for advice um and this week you theo have been diving into something a little bit different do you want to tell us about that yeah so i've been i mean don't ask me why um but i've been trying my hand at funk um so i've got a a funk track going on right now which i've never i've never attempted funk before um it's such a cool genre. It like, really is. It's coming back, and it's and I've I've loved it for 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 a number of years. Well, ever since ever since actually uh, playing Driver San Francisco, <laughs> yes, that, that game 
that game made me fall in love with funk, man. Yeah, it made man. me feel like whenever I listen to funk now, I feel like I'm a cop in the seventies. <laughs> um, just beating down minorities. Well, Sorry, I, guys. <laughs> I get rock steady by uh, Aretha come up on my playlist every now and then. Mm. And I'm like, yes. Do you know that one? You remember that one? I love that song as well because what yeah, it is, yeah, what it it's, is, it's what it goes. is. It's literally saying, let's call this song the type of music it is. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Brilliant. Um, but yeah, so. This... My, uh, I th- yeah, sorry, carry on. So, funk. I mean, I, the, I had a, a fairly big problem with it, um, which ended up being not, the, the solution to which ended up being not what I expected. So, I just, I couldn't do it, man. I was like, right, okay, so what does a funk song need? It, it, what does a funk song need? It needs the drums, it needs some bass, and it needs, um, you know, some keys. And, and I was and trying... it needs some sexy energy. Some sexy energy. I'd, yeah, I thought, I'll bring the sexy energy later. Tomorrow, when it's not so hot. Um, Sorry, cool. So, yeah, the, the, and I, I was trying, I was basically doing everything I, I, I knew about funk um, and just wasn't getting anywhere for me. And I was getting really frustrated. And eventually I looked it up and it's like, I figured out that the problem was, you, you're making it too complicated, man. So... With the so I had the drums laid down, and I had a bit of a bass line on top, and I was just trying to use too many chords to support them. Um, so I was, that, so that sounds like a bit of a weird problem. The idea of using too many chords. Like, yeah, yeah. What is? It's, I, I, it, in my experience, I always thought that funk music was was very chordy. <laughs> like it was a lot of stuff going on at the same time. I mean, time. The, well, there's a lot. There's a lot of. Um, a lot of instances of a chord being played. It's just a lot of the time it's the same chord. Yeah. Um, so right. Okay. So I was what I was trying to do was like write uh, a bass line that had a little bit of a progression to it that I could play the chords to, um, and then you know play it in a funky sort of rhythm. And it wasn't sounding right because I was coming at it from the perspective of somebody who doesn't make funk music. Um, mm. So where I was trying to put like a, a four chord, I was trying to make like a four chord progression or whatever. Um, I should yeah. have just been dancing around this one chord, basically. Um, because the idea of funk is that the keys and the rhythm guitar and the lead guitar, they are all there to support the drums and the bass and i was coming at it from the other way around so as if i had to start about the rhythm than it is about the the melody yeah exactly yeah so and so basically the premise is like play what you need to play to get it out of the way play what you need to play to get it out of the way do you realize that you're a poet and you didn't realize You realize that you're a poet and you didn't realize? <laughs> he is a wordsmith. Uh, yet he is not aware. <laughs> I'm a lyricist. 
I am the best at this. Um, but uh, okay, so the question the question I had was what? Okay, so in terms if 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 rhythm is the thing we're supporting here, that's not something that I've actually noticed a huge amount of when I listen to funk music. Am I listening to funk music a bit wrong? What do you mean? The it being more about the rhythm isn't something that you've noticed. No, I'm I'm definitely listening to the melody. Okay. Well, so but I don't. So so how how would you use all your instruments to support the the rhythm? What do you mean by that? Uh, effectively, uh, so if you listen listen to a funk song, if you listen to um, uh, "Get On Up" by Stevie Wonder, um. All mm-hmm. that the guitar is doing is going just over and over again. Like it doesn't change. Mm. Um, and you know, it's it, it's the same with um, a lot of funk songs where they're just all that they're doing is. It seems like all that they're doing is reminding you of what key you're in every now and then. And then the rest of the time you're using that chord just to just to add in some little off beats and what have you. Um, and it is it's it's not something that I particularly noticed until I started trying to make this track either. So, so back to back to funk music. So how how does so you're talking about the the guitar just doing one one thing all mm. the way through on one chord. What about so you were having specifically trouble with organ and keys? Yeah, so it's it was sort of hard to know um where to put them, like how much space they should be filling out. Um and yeah, it's just tricky. It's it's one of those things that you don't sort of realize that you haven't thought about it very much until you actually try and do it. It's like, well, where where do mm. I put these? Like, which offbeats is it appropriate to put this on? Like, do I am I just playing literally the same thing for like three different keys instruments? Because like I've got the clav yeah. to I've got a clav to effectively enhance the bass that I've recorded. Um, yeah. I've got an e piano, uh, adding some some support in, and I've also got an organ, um, which is sort of coming in like the second half of every bar um right so like so the the keys are doing like the first half of every bar the organ is doing like the second half of every bar um and so effectively and they're they're all just sort of putting in the odd blips in between you know but Mm. effectively i've got a few different sounds all being played pretty sparsely and it's basically it's a it's a fair few instruments, but only two of them are really important, and the others can sort of be brought in and out. I guess also I've got to think about like the time that this is recorded. This is around eight track recordings mm. that the funk revolution kind of reared its head. Mm. So you you are either limiting yourself to eight instruments or eight channels. Um, and you were consolidating, um, you were consolidating uh, the amount of instruments you had per channel because also it was very improvisational, wasn't it? Mm. So you'd have quite a few. You'd 
you have quite a few of those instruments in the same room, just vibing off each other. Mm. I mean, if you um, if you listen to James Brown's, um, uh, what is it? Uh, is it get that funky? Get you, do your funky thing or something? Hold on, <laughs> let me find out what it's actually called. Do your funky thing. Um, it's <laughs> do your funky thing. Um, it's hold on, I've got a massive playlist. That's what she said. Check out how massive my playlist is. Um, trying to find it. Uh, James Brown, where are you? Come on, James Brown. Been a mark this time. Uh, yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah, fuck yourself. Funky, get your funky soul. Actually, that's what it is. I think it's get your funky soul. I think, I think. You know what? I'm not going to mark this time. I'm just going to carry on. <laughs> uh, yeah, people get up and drive your funky soul. Um, that song is um is like so so long. It's about <laughs> it's like a seven minute long song, and two and a half of those minutes are just the band vibing with each other. Mm. So you would have had to have had one track dedicated to like listening to several of those things, like several of the, the instances together. Mm. And then am I right in saying that with an eight track recording you'd have to you'd have another track for like a delay and stuff like that? Or would you be able to put I guess if you I mean you would, you would be, have you to have another track on the entire it, recording. Like an analog delay you'd have to actually like physically create yeah right yeah so you would so that's why they i don't think there is one on that to be fair but there'll be definitely uh you'd you'd have picked a room for the reverb to try and save a track there Hmm. um you would have compression was in its infancy at that point um so in terms of effects it was very bare bones. Mm. So you would have those eight tracks basically being used for the band and only the band. Yeah. Well, a lot of the time it would be you'd have um, the band uh, and then you'd have the drummer, I guess, same room um, at the same time recording behind a Mm. screen on a separate, like separately. Um, Yeah. And then you'd have to record those onto one track together, I guess. Um, yeah, I'm not not 100 percent to be honest, but it's definitely it's definitely one of those things where it's like funk is more about like the 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 groove and the sort of the basic message of your song. So get up is yeah. just telling you to just just telling you to dance. Be that's, active. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get up. On, uh, <laughs> don't 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 be sat down no more. Stay on the scene. <laughs> Stay. Your job is not done. <laughs> like when I um when I moved genre for a little while. So I've talked mm. about this on my stream before. But um, there was a time when I, in order to get better at my instrument, I decided to move to a genre that I couldn't hide behind other instruments. So I went to went to blues, rock and roll. 
and I that's where I started creating rules for myself and I was like right I'm gonna have a three-piece band mm. it's gonna be the guitar it's gonna be the bass and the drums and, and singer and that's gonna be it and that's gonna stop me from being able to hide behind anything um and to just to to do things such as huh well this is I need to step the the song up a bit because this is the final chorus how do I do that um how do I do that with the limitations I've now put myself of only having three instruments? Because mm. before I just add a synth or I'd yeah, add yeah. a guitar. Um, so what I did was I, I essentially picked a band that did the sort of music that I was trying to, to emulate, mm-hmm. and then I would just listen to all their stuff as much as possible, and then try and copy it. Um, and I'd I'd try I'd start off by copying it exactly, and then I would continue by just editing bits here and there until and I'd just keep changing it until I had an entirely new like new song right and then I'd use that as my basis for what I was writing future songs mm. about or how I was writing future songs That's cool. um so when you when you've when you've changed so I think I think the question that I'm asking or I'm about to ask is do you see yourself um, do you see yourself continuing down the funk route for a little while, or is this to try and learn some skill sets, or do you not know at this? Point? I, I'm not sure that I'm not sure that funk is the route that I'm going to go down, um, or or stay on for a little bit. Um, mm. I really, to be honest, I'm not that sure why I had the idea to write a funk track anyway. Um. Okay. Might have been because there are, you know, I've, I've been listening to a lot of funk music, and I, I guess I just thought, why not? Um, I think if nothing else, it's just to sort of give me a flavour of what goes into this music, and I think in retrospect, it's sort of, um, it's a sort of a a reminder to that there are so many different ways to make music, um, and that so, for example suddenly the guitar being a very unimportant part of of the music that i'm making is is quite an interesting experience and it's just sort of learning that you probably need to adapt a fair bit depending on the type of music you're making mm. well you, um one of the things that you were saying in the pre-show is you need you need some vocal fry mm. in this track yeah absolutely so tell me tell me about so so what 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 do you need vocal fry for? Like, what is it? Because that's not something you would normally have in a in a funk track. So, what well, what's driven your creative process to that? So, I mean, the the it's just the lyrics basically are not they're not explicit, but they're kind of sexy, right? Um, okay. And the chorus is uh, so basically the chorus is just um, if there's a way to get you off my mind, baby, I don't want to know, um, mm. and so I just want I I want to be able to bring the, um, the the passion to it basically. And you were talking a little while ago about developing your sort of scream singing. Um, yeah. So it's so there's a there's there's a part in your voice which literally breaks in between your your chest voice and your head voice. Mm. So if you if you were to 
start off with the lowest note you could possibly do and go up to the highest note you could possibly do, there'll be a point where your voice will break. Yeah. So if I do that now... Uh... Oh, there wasn't really a break there. Um, but there is one that... Like, there... If, you, if you're looking for it, after doing that a few times, yeah. you'll, you'll realise there's, there's a part where you're where your voice goes between your head voice and your chest voice. Mm. Um, and then what you do is you kind of yodel, which is where you literally go flick very quickly between your head voice and your chest voice, um, which I can do right now, which is... Mm. Uh, and it sounds really fucking weird. <laughs> um, it's meant to sound weird. It sounds odd. Um, but literally, where you're going... Uh, you can you can feel that that as yeah yeah you can feel like you're you're riding the line between yeah, your yeah. chest voice and your head voice that that line that you're riding is your vocal fry so if you do that enough eventually you can be like and once you get that weird noise yeah you can start you and you need to get that weird noise without it hurting your throat okay um. If it's hurting your throat at all, then then you're using your throat too much. You're not using your diaphragm enough. Okay. So so if you so like I said, you start from the bottom. Uh, find the break. Uh, 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 uh. And that <gasps> when you've got that that break and you can run. Yeah. Oh, there it is. When you got that break, you ride that line. Mm. Um, you can start. You can start trying to sing lyrics. Um, so I don't know if you're saying something like, "I love you, I love you, I love you." It sounds really <laughs> weird, but once you've started like enunciating the words, you can start trying to pitch it. I love. You and you start trying to pitch it to to the the song that you're doing, mm. um, but you got that process takes a lot longer than I've just demonstrated there, right? Because I could I could feel when I was doing that that last I love you that my voice is starting to hurt a little bit, um. So what I need to if I was trying to do that for real, I would do a much longer um exercise of going between. Like finding the break, going between the the vo the chest voice and the head voice. Mm -hmm. So I do I do that process for maybe fifteen twenty minutes, um, just until I could ride that line without it ever hurting. And mm -hmm. then I'd take a break. I'd take like at least a half hour break. Mm. Um, make sure I hydrate, get some water. It's awful. It's also really difficult to do it in this in this heat because naturally. Because it's so hot, you have less hydration in your body. Therefore, this is harder to do. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'd spend 20 minutes trying to find that break and ride that break. Then I'd probably, after a break, uh, after a break, after a rest, um, I would spend 20 minutes going from riding the break to sp like speaking some words or singing some words mm. um, and trying to get that to... to happen without it hurting my voice if it by the way if it starts to hurt your voice don't keep trying mm. just as soon as it starts to hurt your voice stop have a rest 
have some water, go back to the beginning, like, and always start this process from the, 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 the process of finding the vocal break. Right. Um, and then once you've, once you've got it to the point where you can start doing pitches, um, you, you get the fry by using a diaphragm to literally force more air through. If you do less air, it goes further towards the, the sort of your singing voice. If you force more air, it goes further towards the screaming voice. Okay. That's and then you've, you've got to find... Yeah, yeah, it's cool, isn't it? Because it's like you're literally partially opening your vocal cords. Because um, when you speak, your vocal cords are slapping together all the time. They're either they're open or they're closed because you're literally just talking. Um, mm. This is a process of having your vocal cords partially open so that you are between not saying something and saying something. It's mm. really weird. Um, but there is a video uh, that taught me how to do it. Um, and I discovered I was doing it so wrong before. Um, if I go to my history, I'll... Um, I'll try and find it. Um, history, search history. Uh, vocal fry. Where is it? Okay, um, it's a uh, it's by a guy called Chris Liepe. Okay. Um, and the video is called "How to Scream, Add Distortion, Yell, and Sing Aggressively." without damaging your voice it's quite a funny video to watch because he's got one of these really expensive like two thousand dollar microphones but he's holding it like a mug of coffee and i keep oh, expecting man. him to take a sip out of it <laughs> <laughs> but um but it was a really good video and he essentially he does a really good job of doing this process alongside you like he shows you how to do it sure. and he goes right let's do it together mm. um and if you if you need to go over it again, if you start to hurt, just rewind the video. We'll do it again. Um, and That's it's cool. it's designed to be followed like a tutorial. Yeah. What's the guy's name again? So, uh, Chris Lipe. Um, spelled. Oh, I've lost it. Hold on. Um. Uh, where's it gone? Fine. Um. Chris Lipe, uh, Lipe is spelled L-I-E-P-E. L-I-E-P-E. Yeah. L-I-E-P-E. And uh, the thumbnail is just a very basic bald guy singing with the words grit, scream, aggression, distortion, yell, no pain, no damage. Okay. On, on the thumbnail. Um... But yeah, that's that's what I did. And like I said, it's going to be a long process. It's not going to be a case of you do it two or three times and you'll you'll can do it forever. Sure. Um it's 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 like like any muscle, like any exercise, you've got to keep training it in order to be able to do it. Sure. Um so I when I was using it, when I was doing it for my for one of my tracks, I did it just long enough to get the recording for the track and I haven't practiced it since. I cannot do it anymore. Okay. Like yeah, so like, like that, me, like the exercise that I was showing you, that was like, that hurt a little bit because of the fact that I hadn't practiced it. And that's right. why I didn't go any further into the exercise and, and push you towards the video. Sure. Um, because otherwise, if I'd continue to try and do it, I'd damage my, my vocal cords. Um, well, but yeah, it's, it's really interesting video. And it's, it does start off 
by talking coming from a uh, a perspective of you want to, so you, so you want to scream like a like a metal band uh, and then but it it then goes you can tone this down and mm. you can just add a bit of vocal fry to your vocal performance uh to to make it more appropriate to like softer music mm. well yeah thanks for the so, uh yeah. thanks for the lowdown you're welcome um yeah so there, there there we have it okay so um if you're listening right now uh you're listening to this message because uh well it's, it's the it's the podcast but essentially what has happened is i have a theory that due to the heat wave that we're coming going through which as we mentioned before is absolutely ridiculous um there's a load of internet issues going on throughout the uk and essentially uh it means that it's taken the stream down while we were trying to do it so we decided to take get rid of the stream to just record the audio it then took our skype call down so we would no longer i think we dropped out seven or eight times um and just the internet's really inconsistent uh so Unfortunately, we are going to have to end the episode on a bit of an abrupt note. So, I am going to edit a uh, Theo giving his giving his uh, his outro right about here. My name's Theo Dehaney. That's D E H A N E Y. You can find me on Instagram at Theo Dehaney Music and on YouTube as Theo Dehaney. And I'll give my intro round about here uh, outro even. Um, thank you very much for listening, guys. Um, I'm sorry for all the technical issues and whether this is this this episode may have been a subpar, subquality episode in terms of audio and technical stuff. But thank you for sticking with us. Um, I look forward to seeing you next week. Uh, please, uh, so listen to the audio episode. Um, listen to all the audio episodes on your favorite streaming platform where all your favorite podcasts live. Um. Next week, we'll see if we can get a uh, a better Twitch stream going. So follow us at twitch.tv forward slash oddhobs. If you want to hear my music, please go to Spotify. And uh, if you find Lawrence Hobbs there, you can find my EP, Leave Me For Worms, Don't Leave Me For Dead. Um, and finally, if you'd like to talk to me about anything that has happened on the episode or anything surrounding that sort of thing, please hit me up at my Instagram, which is lhobbsmusic. Um, but other than that, I hope you guys have a fantastic week. And next week, it'll only be seven weeks until the final Battle Royale for the end of the season. And I cannot wait for it. And I cannot wait for next week to see you guys then. Goodbye! Ah!